I knew I'd given my father an unexpected gift. There are also gifts in recognizing and seizing the joyful or poignant moments and collecting them one by one like precious stones. The smile of recognition, laughing at a funny memory, a hand held tightly in understanding as you say goodbye for the last time. These are all gifts. As each of us has dealt with our own pain, ALS and dementia, this phenomenon of opposites has presented itself over and over again, revealing gifts we would never have known otherwise. We have learned that if we can move beyond the pain, suffering, and anxiety into a calmer space, gifts of clarity, urgency, honesty, understanding, kindness, self-reflection, vulnerability, joy, and yes, grief might be possible. All exist simultaneously, past and future, yet mostly in the moment at hand. Listen. A pronouncement like, you have ALS, or you have a stage 4 cancerous tumor, or you have Alzheimer's, rings in your ears, obfuscating all sound. Yet it also focuses you with the precision of a laser cut, forcing your attention like a slap in the face or a plunge into ice-cold water. There is incredible noise that goes with a terminal diagnosis. But there is also quiet clarity. Clarity of thought, purpose, and feeling. Would I have paid so much attention to physical disease in the world had I not been the recipient of the gifts of ALS? If I am honest, I have to admit that the arrogance of my own able-bodied existence allowed me to believe that I was in complete control of my fate. If I am honest, I have to admit that I imagined disability like I imagined being an astronaut. It was a theoretical construct, an unreality completely out of reach, and if disability came, it would be a swift end to an active lifestyle. As far from physical perception as they may be, gifts provide balance in the topsy-turvy world of dis-ease. Over time, the gifts hidden in the challenges of managing dis-ease are also apparent. In the final days of her father's life, Kathy noted, The small, kind gestures and messages from others who've walked in your shoes and understand what it's like to care for a loved one as they decline and ultimately die are also gifts. Surprising and delightful and touching, they came from people on the periphery of my life, the people I never expected would offer help or comfort or solace, but who did and will always have my gratitude for it. There is a perverse beauty to these gifts. The heightened awareness of physical vulnerability is almost sensuous in its presence. And the fatigue can be like a convex mirror, bending and shaping the images it presents into new realizations. For me, it reminded me of descriptions of vision quests. I wrote in my journal, The damnedest things suddenly become very clear. Past pain, human frailty, regrets, joys, and visions. Such visions of color and sound and wholeness beyond physical limitation. It is altered consciousness at its most primal. No drugs needed, alcohol not within a sniff, only the purity of fatigue washing over my senses. For us, to love, live, breathe, sense, and experience the tiny moments of this life take on meaning we can only relate but not adequately explain. We have experienced the diagnosis, the disruption of whether to stay or go in both relationship and employment. 
we have experienced the loss of a loved one. Such experiences require years to rediscover that center, that space where all is well, that head of a pin where the angels dance. The consequences of great disruption are easy to understand. Not so easily recognized are the gifts where the small, trivial, carefully constructed sequences that keep us in an upright space are suddenly thrown far off kilter, not by massive life experience, but by something so exceedingly small that deductive distance begins to look like the only way in which to understand their meaning. In other words, it's the little things that really get you, but it's also the little things that gift you. And here is the balance between disruption and its gifts.